and what is up world you are in tune to the cowboys global global podcast definitely with your boy mod and tom here on fs ffsn network definitely ready to get it in and talk about the cowboys man i'm excited bro i'm excited for all of the happenings that we've had happen here in the last past week what about you yeah i mean i think cowboy nation i I don't i don't know if there's one i don't know if there's a single unsatisfied customer right now i I think everyone's really happy twitter there's a lot of people that are like oh my gosh i mean we didn't get a lot of big ticket (laughs) items but we got some big ticket items you know what i'm saying i mean honestly i said this before he ain't shopping at dollar tree this time okay he 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 used the dollar tree money to go to tj maxx and the ross you know what i'm saying (laughs) found some stuff that was on the shelf that shouldn't be there yeah right you know what i'm saying you can always find you know tj maxx there's some hidden gems there's some yeah some hidden gems you scan it you're like oh this shouldn't be here you know what i'm saying and that's definitely what he's done man i just want to get back to the returns i'll tell you the returns tony pollard of course we franchise tag tony he hadn't signed it we'll talk about that later tom had an interesting viewpoint about him not signing that that uh tag franchise tag um terrence Steele, of course he's back you know we used the option on him donovan wilson we signed him back lve wolf hunter we got him back cj goodwin special teams guy we got him back cooper rush what a rush what was the rush but we got him back you know what i'm saying definitely got him back rico dowdell special teams guy four string running back we got him back and dante fowler we signed back um additions to the team you know definitely new additions we got we'll definitely get into that here in a minute but let's get to the departures departures we lost Connor mcgovern to the bills luke gifford we lost to um tennessee noah brown we lost to the uh no excuse me the texans and dalton schultz we lost to the texans okay i guess they wanted to go lose together but hey well you know it is what it is um you know definitely and then we lost ezekiel it's so hard to say goodbye it hurts uh, we still crying over that ezekiel you know zeke yeah. we love you we we still eating over here man we we gonna miss you we gonna miss yep. you we, we would love to feed you but we can't you know i hope we, he can, i hope he can get some carries somewhere yeah i hope i hope he can i mean i've seen videos of him working out so he's still in there working out doing his thing and and I'm you know like I said I'm I'm proud of the effort that he's still giving, and you know wanting to continue. I mean it's it's a hard life as a running back, and Ohio State put a lot of tread on those tires. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They put a lot yeah, of tread so did on the Cowboys. Tires. So did the Cowboys yeah. those first couple I was of years. Say you know we just continued the mileage on it. We definitely continued the mileage. Well, what we did, uh, I think it was Monday. Yeah, yesterday we had some visitors to the star. We had uh we had uh, uh Chuma Idogo Adoga come to the star yesterday. Um and they were having physicals and you know definitely doing drills and everything. Then we had Ronald Jones come to the star, has physicals, did some drills. Um we also had Travian Howard, TCU um linebacker that played for the rounds if you'll remember he got that fumble in the super bowl to help seal that win 
Um, right. Travion Howard was was at the star yesterday. Well, two of those people signed. We ended up signing Ronald Jones, the running back, uh, a Texas kid, and Tuma Yidoga, a guard, which I think was super smart. Tom, talk to us about those two signings, man. Well, in particular, I like the uh, I like the Chuma signing a lot. Um, we don't really want to be in a spot, be in a position where we have somebody go down on the offensive line and you have to plug in somebody who you don't know that can play, right? We've been in this we've been in this spot before. Um, what was that like three or four seasons ago? Tyron goes down. We're playing the Falcons. I can't even remember who the who the guy was that that came in and played left tackle. And you know, Dak gets you know sacked five times by the same defensive end. You don't really want to have to plug these holes mid-season if somebody goes down with somebody who you don't you know when you don't even know if the guy I want to say that was Josh Ball, but I I, I don't. I don't think it was Josh Ball. I think it's somebody who's probably not even in the league anymore, to be honest. I think was, that was his was ticket bad. out. It was bad. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Dak, Dak took like, I don't know, half a season, if not a full season, to recover from that. He was here in footsteps for like the next year. He really, um, was. He really was. But yeah, I really like the move. It's a make sure we're okay if somebody goes down type move. This isn't somebody, you know, he's not going to come in and start. It's not somebody that if – you know, if Tyron goes down and we, you know, shift Tyler out to left tackle and Chuma comes in and plays left guard, he's not somebody who's going to, you know, be in the Pro Bowl or anything like that. But he's somebody who can, you know, plug a hole and, you know, play the position competently. He's an NFL player. So um, it's a it's a good move. And, you know, it's it's one of many that we've made or many one one of a handful that we've made that gives us some flexibility in the draft, too, I feel like. There's not as much pressure to, um, you know, to, to draft a lineman early as I think there there was. You know, that was going to kind of get a little sketchy if you had a guy go down. Um, you know, d- depending depending on who it was, it, it could it could be a little problematic. So that that definitely that that fills the hole that Connor Connor McGovern left when you know when when he left. Um, Ronald Jones, I like it. Um, you know, we've got a couple of guys like you said, Rico Dowdle. You know, bringing him back. Uh, from what I understand, I don't really know a lot about the guy. I, I think the Cowboys like him. I think that they they think that he's got some potential. Um, that's not coming from me watching any of his tape or anything like that. But I think the Cowboys like him. Um, and so I think Ron Jones is just somebody who's going to come in and get, you know, three, five, seven, eight carries a game. And, um, you know, just, just chip in and kind of carry part of that load with uh with tony so i think i think it's a good signing for sure i, I like you know i haven't seen that i haven't seen the details on either of these signings to be honest uh i think they i think they got them both for one year but i don't know what they're paying them it's probably something close to the minimum probably i don't know a couple million something like that some change um, yeah i haven't seen the details either that. and i actually been looking um because i knew that you were going to come back with those figures so i was trying to beat you beat you back with those figures i know you you you're a figure guy i, I wanted you to have it um listen um we also like i said we got five on it you know what i'm saying jerry jerry got five on it man and he's been shopping <laughs> with that same five dollar bill that same fifth round pick <laughs> and we ended up picking up Steve, uh stefan gilmore you know uh to play cornerback for us and right. also brandon cooks for that same five you know what i'm saying man, he ran that what a great five move. Back, you know what i'm saying I, I think he yeah. likes this five thing. That's why I said you got five on it. 
know what I'm saying? He, he definitely yeah. likes yeah. messing with, with that five. Uh, I don't know what it is. Is that the Abraham Lincoln got him going? <laughs> uh, what do you think about these two pickups, man? Well, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Stephon Gilmore last week. I mean, I think that's an obvious, I mean, former defensive player of the year. He's not that guy anymore, but um, it's definitely an upgrade from Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown, I think I like Anthony Brown a little bit more than I think a lot of Cowboys fans did. Uh, you know, I think he's, you know, pretty average. It's not it's not easy to be, a, a, a you know, an average cornerback in the NFL. Stephon Gilmore is going to be an upgrade, though. Um I love I, I, so I thought the Stefan Gilmore move is like a solid B plus A minus move. The Brandon Cooks move combined with the restructure, the restructuring of the contract that they did subsequently, that is an A plus move. Um I, I think I am as thrilled that we're not going to sign OBJ as I am that we're getting Brandon Cooks. I think <laughs> the only other receiver that I had that I had heard was about the Cowboys. Um, uh, about being connected to the Cowboys uh, more than um, more than Brandon Cooks was like Mike Evans, like maybe. Uh, but I kind of talked myself into thinking that this is this is the best possible option for the Cowboys at this point. With D-Hop, there's there are concerns about you know injuries. Um, OBJ, obviously, there's concerns about injuries. Um, Mike Evans is a great wideout. I would have loved to you know I would have loved to have had him. But Brandon Cooks, for what we're going to be paying him. They restructured him. Uh, I think he's going to – I mean, I don't care about Jerry's money at all. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I couldn't care less about, you know, I couldn't care less, less about Jerry Jones' money. All I care about is what's it count against the cap. And he's going to play for $6 million. It's going to count $6 million against the cap in 23. And then I think it's 10 in 2024. And this is a guy – he's going to come in and probably have a 1,000-yard season right out of the gate. And he's probably going to have another one in 24. You're not, there aren't many a thousand yard receivers that you can just mark down. They're going to get you a thousand yeah, yards find them sitting on the couch. No way that are, that are veterans that are playing, yeah. that are playing for less than 15 million. I mean, that's just, that's not really a thing in the NFL. There are guys that are still on their rookie deals, you know, that can go out and get you a thousand that you're not having to pay, you know, that kind of money. But I mean, this guy's going to make 16 million or he's going to count 16 million against the cap rather over the next two years and he's probably going to get minimum 900 you know 900 yards to 1100 yards you know both of those seasons this is just a fantastic deal and it's a, to me it's a deal that says brandon cooks wants to be a cowboy and he said oh yeah please get me out of houston please get yeah, me out yeah, of here definitely definitely uh so if 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 you listen to the previous podcast i, I kind of alluded to that that when um stefan got you know, uh, it was announced that Safan was coming to the Cowboys. He hit him up on Twitter and said, hey, yo, hit me up and with some eyes and then his symbol. So he kind of like left breadcrumbs saying, hey, because, you know, they're brothers. They they like they love each other. They're really good friends. Right. That's so, right. They played it. They, they were both they were both in New England at the same time. Right. Yeah. For really a year. good friends. So <laughs> yeah. those, those guys were happy to be reunited here. In Cowboy Land, and as as Tom said, man, they reworked Cook's contract and they saved the six million against six million. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it when we can do that. Um, so like I said, we had those visitors in on Monday. The only one we ain't made a move on is, is Travion Howard, and and that leads me up to the draft, man. What you know, I think what you said was so real, bro. Like we we can afford to go BPA 
on every draft pick. We we literally can't afford to go BPA. We don't have to reach. We don't have to try to, you know, find a, the next star in the first round. We can literally find a talent and go there, right? You know, so assuming that we stick to the board and we're doing the things that we're doing right now, we wanted to just kind of explore some draft picks and talk about them, um, you know, and, and definitely what we think, you know, could happen with the 26 pick. Now, I'm I'm open uh, to, you know, some, some movement here. Um, and we'll be as, as fluid as we possibly can. But but Tom and I have put together a list of some people that we think that we'll probably be looking at on tw- at 26. Um, <clears throat> I'll show you our mock drafts. Both of us will have our mock drafts up. We won't review them here. Um, but we'll put a mock draft up in, in um, the end of this video so you can kind of check this out. Uh, matter of fact, I'll put the mock drafts up right here. So you can see them. Um, so if you look right here on the screen, this is my mock draft. And you can check that out. We, you know, we did one through seven. You're probably only going to see one through three right here. Um, and then here's Thomas's mock draft. You can see his. Um, and you can see our first three picks right there. Uh, but definitely, here's the, here's the guys that I'm thinking at 26 we should be looking at. I we did this list early before uh Jones signed with uh the Cowboys. I'm looking at Bajan Robinson real strong. Still, if he's there, um, and there's a reason for that. I'm, I'm gonna let Tom kind of elaborate a little more. Um, but I honestly I think having a Bajan Robinson gives us security for the future. And if I'm looking at a running back there. There's only another other running back. Well, the, the kid from Pitt, we can catch later. But there's another one that if, if he's there, if he's available at our 26, um, and that's Jameer. If Jameer from Alabama, if, if he is available at that pick, at that 26 pick, those two guys I wouldn't mind picking. So, Tom, let's elaborate on Bajan first, man. Talk to me about Bajan Robinson. You're, you're, you're mute. You're muted, Tom. Sorry about that. I think the best way that I can think of to describe the guy, to, and I know most people, if you're watching this podcast, you probably know who Bajan Robinson is, but the, the easiest way that I can think of to describe Bajan would be, we don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of running backs going, you know, top five, you know, anymore. That's just not really a, a thing that happens. Rewind 20 years. Bijan goes top five, maybe even number one overall. Like he's he's of a quality that he he's a he's a generational back. He barring injury, this is a can't miss running back, in my opinion. Right. He has all the physical tools, he has the vision, he has the short area quickness, um, he has the size and strength i mean it, it, he can he, he can light someone up in pass blocking on third down um he can catch passes he he can literally do it all and I, i'm not a, i'm not about to i'm not about to say that this guy is going to be barry sanders because i'm not going to get roasted i'm not going to subject myself to to that um <laughs> and and he's not he's not barry sanders 
but he he possesses Barry Sanders like qualities. Yes, absolutely. with the stop and go, with the shiftiness, with the short area quickness. Um, he's he's the kind of back that even if you even in a league and in an era where running backs aren't going high anymore and the running back position has become devalued he's a running back that makes every team stop and think do we really let this guy do if he's on the board do we really let do we really pass this up now obviously there are a few teams that are just set rock solid at running back they've got somebody they've got a great back on a rookie deal um and they're less in need and i think probably even one one or two of those like they're not going to take him but but there's probably going to be even one or two one or two of those that are going to stop and think, is this guy going to make us regret, you know, passing on him? Um, because he he could come in and just be the best running back in the league from day one. Like he he could. And his floor is, you know, top five running back in the league, in my opinion. Like That's I said, cool. barring, bar, barring injury, like he's just yeah. – he he's lacking – as far as I can tell, he – there's he 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 lacks enough like nothing in, in terms of running back you know skills that you want to see you if you were picking on him maybe you could say that he doesn't have great hands you know as a pass catcher he is a good pass catcher um you know he lets it get get into his pads a little bit like you know you know what i'm saying like i know i know listen, i know you're listen, the look, look oh, like, listen, listen, you couldn't <laughs> see my face that uh, the face that i just made y'all couldn't yeah, see like, <laughs> I, i've seen this man make obstacle course catches i mean He's like he got stick him on his hand, and you like if that's what we wanted to. to He's a good pass if, catcher. If that's a, a bad thing, sign me up. I'll take it. This guy, this guy has above average hands. Above average hands. I, I agree. So, sometimes I think that sometimes he. Yeah, I think sometimes he resorts to, you know, the bucket catches whenever, uh, you know, the basket catches whenever he doesn't need to. But I mean, that's just. I mean, I'm just grasping at straws. Like this is. There's, there's really to find something. To, I get it. I get it. Trying to find something to say about the guy. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And Jameer Gibbs is, is I, I think he's Kamara like. He's Alvin Kamara like. He's one of those guys that you know. Hey, if he's there at 26, I'm down for taking him as well. Um, Josh Downs. Now, we we had a, a talk off camera about Josh Downs. Of course, he's a wide receiver from um, North Carolina. Uh, our old coach, uh, the the Texas Longhorn old coach is there, Mac Brown. Uh, salute to the OG, Mac. Um, we we thought Josh was taller than because he was listed as five eleven, but in the, in the combine nope. we found out that Josh was five nine. Yeah, and right? I'm six three. <laughs> we found out in the combine that Josh Downs was five foot nine. He yeah. weighed 171 pounds. He ran a, a 4-4-8-40. Uh, but here's the thing. For me, he's the most fluid in and out of his cuts. He is the second best route runner in this draft. And that's what we need. Dakota needs somebody who can flat out get open. Right? Um, you got Brandon Cooks on one side. Michael Gallup on the other. CD in the slot. Why not have another slot receiver? I, I could take him. Um, you know, he, this is a guy who can run people off CD, get open on, on, um, crossing routes himself. Right. And just, you know, cause matchup problems with a linebacker. It, the four, four, eight is not the issue. When you get, when you're on a linebacker and you're precise route runner, you'll get him off of you fast. 
So I like this guy at 26. Sometimes talk to me, man. What 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 do you think about Josh Josh Downs? And I know you had some some negative things to say. So let's get those in as well. I mean, the guy had a 38-5 vertical, a 10-11 broad jump, standing broad jump, and he had a 149-10 yard split, which is super fast. So talk to me, man. Yeah, that was going to be the first thing that I was going to talk about. So ultimately, I think I'm out on Josh Downs at 26, but I will say that I it doesn't have anything to do with the concern about top top line speed. You know, the 448. You know, you you want to see a guy who can run a 40 quicker than that if you're gonna you know if if it's a slot slot type guy, but guys aren't having to run 40 yards. Slot receivers aren't often having to run 40 yards downfield to get open, right? um his his short area quickness is is elite you know that 10 yard split he's he's a guy he's gonna he he's you put him in the slot he will never see it down out wide in the nfl ever absolutely he's 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 too small um but he's a guy he's gonna run quick slants he's gonna run um you, you know a lot of these short little one move routes you know he's he's the type of receiver that's gonna be like a go-to guy on third and four um, a Cole Beasley. Yeah. A Cole Beasley. That is a very good comp, in my opinion. I was trying to think earlier of of, of a good comp, um, and I and I was struggling. I think Cole Beasley is an excellent comp. Um, he's just so small. He's gonna get destroyed. And I know you, when you when you draft a wide receiver, you're worried more about the pass catching and less about the run blocking. And so I'm not saying that this should be a reason to not take a guy. But he's going to get completely destroyed in the run game. Um, I think that that run blocking, but in particular in the slot, is an underrated skill, and his run blocking is abysmal. Um, so that's it's sort of it's it, it's not the thing that I'm the most concerned about. The thing I'm the most concerned about um, is just you know he's he's short. Um, I, I think he's going to get out physicaled by some of the you know stronger uh, slot corners. I think whoever drafts him, I think that he'll have games because he's so dynamic after the catch. I think mm-hmm. that he's going to have game. He's going to have 150 yard, you know, receiving seasons rookie year. Like he'll he'll have a, a seasons games in his rookie year. He, he'll he'll have a game like that. He'll have two or three games like that. But then he's going to have. I think he's going to be one of these guys that just completely disappears for, for stretches of time. Um, I, I think that he's, he, he, he fits particular schemes. And whenever you play a defense, that has got a, you know, a, a physical press guy in the slot. I think he's going to, I think he's going to struggle big time. Um, yeah. Yeah. I could totally hear that, man. I, I could totally hear that. I could totally see that. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, I like him. Like I said, he runs great routes. Um, he he is one of those guys that I believe in my heart of hearts um, that if we did get him, he would be a, a, a crucial piece. But the other downside is we got somebody like him in Turpin. We got, a, we got somebody in Turpin's faster, though. He just doesn't run the routes that uh josh downs runs and you know and i think go ahead what i was gonna say was i think i think turpin is a really good example of why it's so difficult to play receiver in the end you know we see a lot of these guys now they come in and they're like you know they're five ten and they're quick and and they they have success 
but at some point that starts to like there's a limit to, to to how undersized you can be and still have success in the nfl and it's not just the height that's the issue i mean he's like what like a buck 70 or something like that he's 171 I mean, he is short and slight um you know he's a small guy i think what i'm gonna be hoping is i'm gonna have my fingers crossed that quentin johnson falls to 26 which that's not gonna happen what <laughs> but he actually fell down in my mel kuyper's list today he, i saw he that fell down two spots to 26 yeah i saw uh, i think pff had him going at had him going 25th to in their latest mock um i really don't think that he's gonna fall i think that this is a receiver draft that is 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 decently deep you know once you kind of get into the back half yeah. of the first round um, there's there's yeah. a lot of receivers, you know, worth taking in late first, you know, early second, mid second, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, but I think it's one where teams could likely start reaching. And then it's if you need one, you're going to have to reach for one. We've seen we've seen that happen in drafts before um, where teams aren't willing to just go an entire draft, you know, and not take a receiver. So they, they just have to reach for one. I'm going to hope Quentin Johnson drops and, you know, we have to take him. If he's there at 26. And if not, I like Jalen Hyatt at 26 too. Um, okay. I, I, and Jalen Hyatt, you know, last time we drafted a uh, Tennessee receiver with his measurables, we won the Super Bowl. Number 88 started really getting open and started really getting money and getting, get, getting buckets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, definitely uh, that number 88 that I'm talking about was Michael Irvin. And that number 80 that I was talking about with Alvin Harper, right? And and that's a comp that I would give Jalen Hyatt um, only because of the simple fact that they had top-end speed. Both of them have top-end speed. Um, I think Alvin Harper yeah, is more of an athlete, but Jalen Hyatt is – he's a little stiff to me. Um, talk to me about Jalen Hyatt a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you said it. You know, he's got a lot of speed. We're just like a lot of these receivers that you're seeing that have the you know mid to late first round grades. Aside, so we're we're going to take Quentin Johnson out of this. Like Quentin Johnson, six two, he's you know pretty much everything that you'd want in a wide receiver, in my opinion. You know, he, he can play in the slot. He can he can play Big out wide. Ball. He's yeah, he's yeah. amazing after the catch. Like the dude is going to be he's going to be great in my opinion. And after that, it's a bunch of you know most of these guys are slot guys. You know, they're six foot or under. And, you know, Jalen Hyatt, I think he's only like six foot. So it's not, you know, he's not a, he's not a big guy. Um, but I think he runs a four, four, maybe even a, a high four, three, 40. I mean, the guy can fly. So I, I think it's not really so much that I'm super high on Jalen Hyatt, but I think that you could justify giving him a late first round grade. Um, and I think if I've got a group of wide receivers and I've got, you know, five eight, five nine guy, and I've got a guy who's six foot um, and could probably, you know, play out wide. Thing is, so CD, he plays, he, he can play anywhere, but he does so much of his damage in the slot. Brandon Cooks can can play can can play anywhere, but he's going to need a lot of slot time too. So I would like to bring in, I would like to get somebody that has a little versatility. I would like to bring in somebody who's not going to just have to play exclusively in the slot um, absolutely i like this anyway that's i think that's kind of I, I would i would take a slot receiver 
a pure slot receiver at 26 if I thought that they were truly just a game breaker, but I don't really see one. What about Jackson Smith and Juka and Jigba? I mean, he's a, he's a Rockwell kid. He's from Rockwell, right there in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, we we The two receivers before him said, you know, um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave said that he was the better one. He was the guy. They were good, but he was the guy. You know, uh, listen, the Ohio State wide receiver coach is really good at getting receivers ready for the next level and getting them ready for the league. I like him. You know what I'm saying? I like the kid. I think he he's going to be an elite receiver in this league. Yeah. I guess I just, if I'm going to spend a first round pick on a wide receiver, I want him to be toolsy too. And I know you can say, well, look, what do, what do tools matter if, if you don't have the production along with it? What, what matters most? Production. And he has produced, he, he was hurt in 2022. And I think, you know, it's, I, I don't think it's a reason to be super concerned about him, but I don't like it. You know, I don't, I don't like drafting guys that were injured basically the entire year of their, you know, last year in college. That's, that's, um, that's, I, I, I don't, you'd rather, I mean, I guess I'm just stating the obvious here is you'd rather, you'd rather draft guys that, that have been, that have been in state healthy. Um, he just doesn't wow me physically or athletically. He just, I, I see the numbers. I'm impressed by the numbers. I'm impressed by the route running. But I want to I want to be wowed by the tools too. Um, I, I want it to make sense, and I don't I don't I don't see that with him. He's gonna be a first round pick, and he's gonna make me look like a dummy. He's gonna it, he's he's gonna demonstrate. I'm sure he's gonna demonstrate in the NFL exactly why you know scouts are pro NFL scouts are really smart, and I'm really dumb. But I just you know I I'm not I don't see I wouldn't it. say that. I mean. Some people make us look smart. Some people make us look dumb. Some people make us look like we know what we're talking about. Other people yeah. just be like, we're just confused. We're like, I don't know what happened to this guy. You know, um, that's J- Jalen Carter. It's one of those guys. I'm I'm wondering what's happening with him, right? You know, yeah. he's going to be sliding down boards. And, I mean, f- listen. Real quick, I'm going to get on my, my soapbox and I'm going to get off of it. Let's do it. I understand that, you know, accidents happen, especially when you're young and you're immature and you do some things that, you know, you just probably shouldn't do. Right. Um, But if if he's truly having some mental lapses and some some things, people need to rally around him and, and help him get himself together and, you know, step away from football. But you can't do it. If you're trying to, you know, have one foot in and one foot out, you come into a workout or a job interview, you know, and you got on your, you you know, basically you got on some hoop gear and it's a, it's a business environment. You're stepping in. Nobody's going to take you serious. And that's kind of what he did. He came in really overweight, was underwhelming in tool in, in um, you know, drills, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get him in the second round. So that's what I'm saying. You know, um, you got to be prepared. This is a business. It, it, it really is. And there's going to be people who slide. Um, you know, we we benefited from from a slider, but he got himself together. And and that, that dude, Sam Williams, you know what I'm saying? 
um hey it it happens people are young and they make mistakes it happens um the second round pick we we unanimously agreed on this and i like it i like it a lot uh steve avila guard ttu 64 330 pounds uh arlington texas kid right um two 2022 consensus all-american 2022 first team all-american walter camp 2022 outland trophy semi-finalist 2022 first team all big 12 and he made the senior bowl this year this guy's a mauler i like him but we just picked up some help but i think you know what we talked about you and i earlier is these guys i think are just fillers you know i think we're looking for long-term solutions in the draft which is yeah, why right. we still said hey Bajan is still an option which is why we still said hey uh you know steve avila's an option talk to me about steve man yeah so i i think the first thing i would want to touch on is just how you can justify taking this guy at that spot like why it makes sense why it makes sense to well i guess not not why it makes sense to take him in particular but why it makes sense to take an, an interior player that sort of fits that profile and it's that tyron's not gonna tyron smith he's not gonna be around forever right his his days are numbered and i don't want to think about it because i'm gonna be really sad when it happens real probably sad. probably more real. sad than than i was you know than i am right now about zeke I don't want, I don't want to see Tyron go, but it's going to happen, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And when that happens, Tyler Smith's going to move out to left tackle, right? And Chuma, while it was a nice pickup, because if Tyron goes down this year, then like I said, we shift we shift Tyler over. He comes in and hopefully you know plays a competent, you know, every reason to think that he'll play a competent, um, you know, role at left guard. He's not the long term solution, right there. Um, what, in my opinion, what Avila provides is both a, a long-term solution at left guard, and also he's someone who can come in and if Tyler Biotis goes down, he can play center. This is a guy, he, he played center in 2021. I think he played center in 2020 and 2021. And then he played, you know, left guard the, this, this past season. He's a big guy. He's gigantic. I think he's pushing 340 pounds. And this is a guy, wow. he has experience at center. He has experience at guard. He has versatility. So he both fills the role. He, he fills the role as both a left guard in waiting and potentially a center in waiting, a, a left guard in waiting, and also a possibly very serviceable, very competent, maybe even, you know, good um backup center backup left guard maybe even backup right guard um it's some insurance this season while solving you know something that's going to be uh that's, that's going to that's going to be a big need in the short term um once tyron goes down um like i said he's big he's 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 fairly he's fairly athletic um and he can play center and guard so i i like I really like the versatility a lot. I think I think it'd be a good spot. I think it'd be a good spot. I love it. And you know, when you talk about versatility, that brings back up the fact that we moved, and he's a he's a fan favorite since you know definitely you saw him on um, Hard Knocks, Isaac Alicorn. 
Um, he's a fan favorite. Uh, uh, he's from Mexico. You know, definitely it's part of our international project we have that's going. Um, he's 6'7", 320. And he has decided to move to the defensive side of the ball, which is wild. And and the reason why I say it's wild, the only person that we've had do that, and you'll remember this name, is Tuane, right? Tuane started on the defensive side of the ball, moved over and became a offensive tackle, and the rest is history, right? Well, he became an offensive lineman, and the, the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he definitely made multiple Pro Bowls and was part of one of a great one of the greatest lines ever assembled. Um, so can can it happen? Can he turn into the water boy? I don't know. He could. <laughs> he, he really could turn into Bobby Boucher. He moved him over there and he's like, water sucks. And he just like, you know, um tearing everybody up. No, you just had the wrong water. You know, I mean, it literally could end up being that way. Um, but what do you think about this move? I mean, six seven three twenty, bro. What what do you think? Yeah, so it's cool, it's intriguing, um, but I do want to tap the brakes a little bit because I think that the only thing that we know for sure that it means is that he can't play offensive line in the NFL. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the only thing that we. I think that's the only thing that we learned for sure. Um, is that he can't play offensive line, but maybe he can play defensive line. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be rooting for him. Me uh, too. I'll be rooting for him for sure. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to have to line up across from that. Uh, yeah, for sure. He's definitely got an attitude, uh, though. He definitely got an yeah, attitude. He, so, he must. You know, yeah, no, he, he has an attitude. He has a, a, a an edge to him. So I want to see what he's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to see what he's yeah. going to do. Yeah, I'll be pulling for him. Would not be surprised at all to see him just get cut. <laughs> you know, I I would I I think he's gonna have an opportunity to make the squad. And I think, you know, he's gonna have an opportunity to to actually learn the position. Uh, I think they're gonna give him a long leash to learn the position. Speaking of which, um is things that you would like to see us do. This is a this is a uh, segment yeah. that we're gonna start. And I love this. And um, it's, it's it's a thing that I believe Tom uh, Tom has a good eye for. So, you know, these are the things that Thomas would like to see us do. All right. What's the first thing you like to see us do, bro? Yeah. So I think the first thing that I would like to see us do is probably the first thing that a lot of Cowboys fans would like to see us do. And that's resign Hankins. Um, I think I saw... I think I saw some figures today that said we gave up close to a yard more rushing per carry when Hankins wasn't in the game, when Hankins didn't play. He makes a significant difference on that defense. Yeah. Uh, we really struggled. We were really struggling against the run all season long. Uh, and, you know, he came in and we didn't all of a sudden become a dominant, you know, team against the run. But, we kind of we, we kind of we kind of turned things around once once we traded for that guy and yeah. we've got the cap room we have to bring him back uh i i think that's probably number one priority right now i don't know what else would be uh so we number one re-sign, re-sign hankins number um, two number two we need to think about life after lve and 
Life after LBE may be game one of the 2023 NFL season. You That neck is a ticking time bomb. It's not the first time we mentioned it. It's probably not going to be the last. The neck is a ticking time bomb. Um, and I think it looks like we would be in trouble if LVE goes down. First, we, we have a really deep squad right now, and we're going to be even deeper after the draft. We're going to be able to absorb some hits in terms of injuries at other spots, at a lot of spots. Offensive line, secondary, defensive line. Um, there's lots of spots where we're really deep and could absorb some hits. Middle linebacker does not appear to be one of those spots to me. So I would really like to see us either sign someone that we think can play middle linebacker and in, in particular play a competent Tampa 2 middle linebacker where you drop an end zone and cover in the middle third of the field. You know, we like to we, we like to run that a lot this past year and had a lot of success with it. Um, or draft one within the first three rounds. So we need to get a middle linebacker. It's not somebody that has to start, but somebody who, you know, LVE, he's he's a starter. We didn't we didn't give him two years, 11 million. We're not going to pay him six million dollars this year so that he can back somebody up like he's he's a starter. But uh, I think we need to think about plan B if he goes down and also plan B, you know, after this year. What happens when he walks or I guess he does. He's not going to be able to walk. Um, what happens when, you know, we cut him and when we walk away? We need to think about yeah, so post LVE I mean, solutions. I think maybe the answer is Damone, Damone Clark, or, you know, like you said, sign a linebacker with one of the first three round picks. I think that's a solution there. Um, the third thing you said, draft a wide receiver in the first three rounds. So you, you that's something you'd like to see us do still? Yeah, I would really like to see us do it. So, I mean, there's not a, you can't name a team in the NFL. I, I, I do, a, I do a bad job of keeping track of the points that I've, the points that I've already made. So forgive me. Um, I'm just going to keep saying it if I've already said it. Uh, you can't, you can't name a team in the NFL that's got too many wide receivers. They just, you can't, you can't, you can't find one. You, you need, you, you need at least, I mean, almost any formation is going to have at least two on the field at all times. You're seeing tons right. of three, three, wide, three wide receiver formations, sometimes even four. Uh, you, you have one of those guys go down. I mean, we don't know if Michael Gallup, is he going to be effective? You need yeah, yeah, right? Um, you, you, don't, you don't know, is Michael Gallup going to be effective? Uh, even if he is effective, is he just going to get, is he going to get injured again? I mean, I think he's kind of reaching the point where he's an injury concern for me. You know, I'm, I'm worried about him going down every game. Um, draft, I think we need to get a receiver. I don't want to reach for one, but we, I think we need to get one in the first three rounds. And there's, I don't, I don't know that there's going to be, by the time that 20, the 26 pick rolls around, I think that there's a decent chance that, we would have to reach to get one. And so I think it's going to probably be second round that we take one. Love it. Um, and number four, you said draft a defensive tackle within the first three rounds. So you don't think we can get one of these guys late like Coburn or uh, Ojimo or even the guy from Baylor? You don't think we can get one of them? Uh, Ika, you don't think we can get one of them late? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that we can get one of them late, but I mean, you're just taking a flyer on a guy. I mean, whenever you're drafting a defensive tackle that late, um, I mean, when you're drafting a defensive tackle anywhere in the draft, like, it just seems like you never know what you're going to get. Um, but I just, 
I think it's a spot that we learned as much as any other, you know, as much as any other team in the last few years, just how important it is to have good interior defensive linemen. You know, and there's a there's a guy that I actually really like at that spot um, at the at the 26 pick, and I cannot I I can never remember his name because it's incredibly difficult to pronounce. He's out of Northwestern. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, I do. I, but I like the I like the kid from Pittsburgh who who just may be the second coming of Aaron Donald, um, Maisie, which is crazy. Maisie, no, that's something. he from Michigan. Um, the kid from Pittsburgh, I forget his name. I'll definitely put his picture up and, and his name with his picture so you can see it uh, right here. But yeah. uh, again, again, I, I, I think when it comes down to it, sometimes at this point, I I agree with you. These are things that I would love to see the Cowboys do. I think on, on my, my last and my parting shot here, um, I'm still... I'm not saying I'm still holding on for D Hop. I'm not because you know I don't know if we would have um, cap space. Although I heard again today that you know um, if we did sign him, he would alter his contract. And I mean, I also heard you know uh, Jerry say that we're not done and we're still going to make a big splash. Listen, I'm trying to see what he calls it because Jerry could be calling a big splash something different. He could be, it could be like, you know, we're thinking we're finna jump in, in in the pool with a cannonball and we could actually just be, you know, in a pothole with some water. I, we don't know. We don't know. So, but I'm just saying, I don't know if we're out of of the, the D-Hop sweepstakes. I don't know that Michael Gallup is safe either at this point. I don't know, but I will say we've gotten better. We've gotten better as a team and we've improved as a team that we lost no one on defense. We got better on defense, right? Um, we've lost no one literally on except Dalton Schultz on offense that we, you know, couldn't replace. So I think, you know, and we actually have gotten better with the addition of Brandon Cooks in offense, which actually gave CD some help. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this year. I'm excited to see what's coming. I'm excited for the things we got. You have a parting shot? Yeah, no, I think I'll just, uh, I think I'll just kind of piggyback on something that you were, that, that you were just saying. And that's that. So Jerry, Jerry's saying that we're not done yet. So I just want to remind everybody that nothing that we have done has you keep hearing, oh, well, the Cowboys are all in. They're all in. And to the, typically what that means is that they have started mortgaging the future. They have started stretching themselves thin. They've given up tons of draft picks. We have a draft pick in every single round this year. We, we're going to have a draft pick in every single round next year. We are not in a bad situation with the cap. Um, they can still they, – they really can still go out. And I, I'm not saying that they need to, that they're going to. But we can still don't be scared about going out and, and making another big move because although that we have we have made some some really good ones, they have not in any way put themselves in a bad spot with the cap or the draft. They're they're making excellent moves. Love it, love it. Hey man, we want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you stay uh, locked here at FFSN. Uh, we are DC for L. That's we are Dallas Cowboys for life. It's myself, 
It's time time. We're going to get it, you guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace.